Hello Super Johnny, hello Super Trevor, it's me, Mario, woohoo, mamma mia, you guys, you're number one, woohoo, see you in my games, is. ha ha. Oh man, I can't believe I got behind the wheel of this beautiful car, just listen to that engine purr, I got a need, a need for speed, oh man, listen to those generic rock tunes and those speakers, <laughs> What's that? Ah, of course, cops. It's right when I was having fun. It must have been way too fast. I guess I'm going to pull over. Sir, roll down the window, please. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, yes, officer, can I help you? Sir, do you know why I pulled you over today? Look, I'm just going to be upfront and honest. I know I was going way too fast back there. I had to be going at least six G's of speed there. I'm so sorry. Sir, when you, no, just just hear me out. I mean, when you get behind the wheel of this beautiful piece of machinery, it's just like you're not even going that fast at all. It's like the world's standing still. That's how fast you're going. I mean, it's just like I could see trees and stuff just whizzing by my face, and I just got caught in the moment. I am so, so sorry, sir. So, so sorry. Sir, you were going 15 miles an hour. There's a school bus tra tailgating you trying to get around. Oh. That tractor hauling ten loads of sheep was stuck behind you too. It's not funny, sir. This is a serious matter. That's bad. You were going You're going 40 miles below the speed limit, sir. It, it didn't feel that way. I mean, just listen to this generic rock tunes. Did you not like sir, that? Sir, that's some generic music. Oh, I was also making it with my mouth. This probably wasn't helping. What I normally do is listen to a podcast in these speakers. I think we should do that because it's crashing and burning. I agree with you. You know what podcast we should listen to? Retro Blist! Uh, hello everyone, welcome to a uh, miserable episode of Retro Blist. And why is it miserable? It's because Trevor and I decided we should eat before this. And <laughs> thus, instead of giving us energy, if we had done it correctly, has zapped every ounce that we had. <laughs> yeah, I think I told you, if you feel worse after eating than before, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. And we both just feel disgusted with we, ourselves. We both did it wrong. I mean, let's just be upfront about it. So let's just be honest. We're a full disclosure type of podcast. <laughs> yeah, sadly. We had a Chinese buffet before we came here. That's right. And we ate the entire buffet. Yeah, it was good. So yeah. A little too good. Yeah. But now we're paying paying for that decision. Paying dearly. Yeah. Trevor, let's first start out with feedback from our last episode. Now, last feedback, episode, yeah. which was the last, uh, the last episode, which was the last episode, in our LJN month. Where we covered TNC surf design. That's right. Now, when we put up that we were recording that, like, I don't remember getting much, but then as soon as we... Man, this is going nowhere. This is a great <laughs> sentence. You can tell we've... I need to help you. I think <laughs> yeah. you're you're still in your food coma and I'm starting <laughs> to come out. <laughs> I, so have basically, a, I have a great broadcasting voice. <laughs> to summarize, we've not done... <laughs> we've not done a great job with... Uh, Fan feedback lately. That's right, Trevor. And, but people, after we posted our TNC surf design episode, people started commenting. There you go. <laughs> and so I felt guilty and felt like maybe we should start trying to involve the fans again. <laughs> yeah. 
the the dozens and dozens of of couples of fans. That's right. They're loyal though. We will say we that. have the best fans in the galaxy. I'm honestly very grateful that anybody listens to our drivel. So here we go. <laughs> so by the way, uh, interact with us on Facebook and Instagram. What's the Instagram that they could find us at? Just look for Retro Blist. That's right. Or on Facebook, uh, like Retro Blist, and you can see all of our questions and comments. Sometimes you even get a chance to pick the game we play next. So head to Instagram or Facebook and search for Retro Blist. All right. Well, I got a couple of responses on on my personal Instagram, uh, which is Johnnyism28, and I got a. Uh, Dr. House 1971 said, you weren't cool unless you wore those TNC shirts, which we talked oh, about yeah. that on the episode. Yeah. There like, were some really cool uh, graphic shirts. Very, uh, yeah. very cartoony-ish looking. Uh, the Johnny B 73 said, oh, dang, one of my fave games. And which, that, was, which was a theme <laughs> I kept getting. A lot of people really liked this game. I thought it was just me. Uh, TNC Surf Design was a game I grew up with. I told you I had, for some reason, really good memories of it. Yeah. And our review on the episode was kind of Middle of the road, mine was. Yours was even less. But I'm glad I'm not the only one that had good memories of it. That's cool. And I had one more, and it oh. was it was Albert Kopic Villains who said, "Wow, I remember this game. You have some kind of podcast or something." <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, we're terrible at advertising ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> Did we have any TNC uh, comments on our Facebook? Let's look real quick. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> we have four devices on the table right now. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. John Lewis said it was a totally a rad game. It deserves more than five stars. Uh-oh. Which means he really hated my review because I would give yeah. it well under five. I gave it five, it five and you gave it less than that. Yeah. Though to be fair, like I said, the skateboarding part was great. That was fun. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Cohen said, nice. My best friend and I played the heck out of that game as kids. I still can't surf too well. I can't surf at all, so he's got that over me. Yeah. But I can't skate. I can't even do that <laughs> with the best of them. I have no idea if anyone else will like that game. Can't wait to hear your thoughts. Well, Andrew Coed, or Coed, however you say that, mm-hmm. um, I hope you enjoyed the episode, and uh, I don't know, I still like the game, I still think it's cool. I still enjoyed the skateboarding part, and I always yeah. will. So let's move on, uh, we're going to try to do better about posting ahead of time the game we're going to cover, and today we're going to be covering the original, the very first Need for Speed, it's actually called Road and Track Presents The Need for Speed. The one that started it all, because it's a yeah. well-known series by now, and, and over... Uh, I don't remember how many games there are, but I know it's a bunch. Well, don't look it up because I might be in the Bliss Quiz. <laughs> okay, all right. I know it's a, I know it's quite a handful. It's a handful. It's a double digit number if I'm thinking right, at least. So, um, uh, my buddy Aaron Hickman, who's uh one of the hosts on the Genesis Gems podcast, so check that out. He uh, commented that he has some vague memory of playing it on 3DO at a kiosk along with Way of the Warrior, and I just want to stop there and say my original memories of Need for Speed was playing it. I think it was at Brindle's department store, which doesn't even exist anymore. But I just remember seeing it in the kiosk, and it was just so cool. That's so old. Just saying the word kiosk makes you old. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Uh, Aaron went on to say, my brother later bought it on the PlayStation. It came in one of those long boxes, as I recall. Uh, It was one of the earlier racers on the system. It wasn't the best-looking game or anything, but it was fun being able to drive real cars. So that's cool. And then actually, I believe... On our Facebook page, maybe we got a mention or two. Well, let me go ahead and go to the Instagram real quick. You go to Facebook, because my phone hates Facebook. Well, I've already got my own Instagram. I'll do All it right, in a second. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, kicked out of the hood said, I remember constantly swerving all uh, all over the road because I couldn't figure out how to steer. And uh, D. Franklin, who might be related to you somehow. Oh, I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. Derek commented. <laughs> yeah, he did. He said, I think this specific Need for Speed ruined a lot of other racing games for me as a kid. 
This game was the first time I remember being able to swerve through oncoming traffic and have a violent crash. After that, most other racing games of that era just kind of disappointed me. And we'll come back to that because that's a major deal for us. Yeah. Derek, you and I all played this game together growing up when y'all got it. I would come over all the time and we would do a certain, we would drive a certain way purposely. Right. <laughs> because this is the first game ever that would let you have a cool wreck to me. Right. So, uh, and it wasn't always the same wreck either. They actually had different wrecks. And was that all you had? That's on? all I had. So, what you so got? then on our Facebook page, uh, where we also posted that we were covering the Need for Speed. Oh, you got the word. Uh, I can see. Andrew. 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 Yeah. So we're, we're famous for our mispronunciations. Yeah. So just, Andrew. If you didn't know that. So Andrew Coed, uh, he also posted on this one. He said that. That he means he likes men and women in his. Uh, dormitory. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> it's probably pronounced Coed anyways, but I'm going to keep uh, saying Coed. Uh, he said that he loved the first Need for Speed game. He played it also on the PS1 like Aaron. Uh, being able to drive a supercar with the cops on my tail was a true white-knuckle experience. We'll get to that later. Yes. Because yes. I remember the cop part differently, personally, <laughs> than what we experienced today. Uh, he said he played some subsequent games, but none of them stuck with me like the original. He never played the Saturn version. He assumes it was roughly the same. And I'll go and say, I've not played the PlayStation version. I haven't I, either. I've only played this version, the Saturn version. I'm probably one of the few people who's never played Need for Speed on PlayStation, but played a ton on Sega Saturn. Same here. But, but both of us, yeah. So, yeah. Well, let's just get into it then. Uh, thanks for the feedback, everyone. Uh, yeah, we appreciate it. Just keep uh, feedbacking. Keep feedbacking. <laughs> and uh, we may read it on the show. Yeah. And by that, I mean we will, because we just need attention, like, bad. And speaking of attention, last thing, then we'll get into the real meat of the episode. We promised this, I think, maybe last week, but if you leave us a five-star iTunes review, we will include you somehow in some weird way in the episode. Probably in the opening skit. Probably in the opening <laughs> skit. It'll be more than just a shout-out. Yeah. Because yeah. we... Uh, we appreciate it. We need it. We, we need it. We just... Can you not hear me begging? We need <clears throat> five-star reviews. I don't care if you hate our guts, give us five stars, and then just cuss us out in the review. We don't care. Just give us five stars. But it's a family-friendly podcast, so we'll have to edit your review if you cuss us out. That's right. I'll just edit like it's a, a movie put on TV. <laughs> but seriously, though, I I hate, I actually do hate. No, what the it, fart? To give, <laughs> to give a serious moment, which is hard to do after that. I hate it when podcasts beg for reviews, but I get it now. Because we can see that, I don't know what's wrong with you people, but for some reason, <laughs> for some reason, you stick around once you find us. And seem to enjoy the podcast, which oh, is awesome. You took a wrong turn on that. I would have yeah. said, what's wrong with you people? You should love us more. <laughs> but I think we're just, we don't have enough iTunes reviews for the word to really get out, basically. So we would appreciate it. And uh, we're not above begging. So Obviously, we've just spent so, yeah. 10 minutes doing that. <laughs> so <laughs> the game we're covering today, if you've managed to make it this far, congratulations. <laughs> yeah. I would have turned us off. It's just pure misery. But it is... The full title is Roden Track Presents The Need for Speed. And we are playing the Sega Saturn version, which was released in 1996, but the game was originally released for the Panasonic 3DO in 1994. Yes. So just to give some context. Just, just a side note, I don't even remember that system. It was not anything any of us had growing up, and it wasn't even a blip on our radar. But I know it was super expensive. It does blow me away, though, that this game was already out two years before we got to play it. It is. And it makes me think that maybe the 3DO was, well, it probably wasn't worth the money. It was a super expensive system at the time. But I would have been blown away if I played this game in 94. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, but, yeah, so just to give some context, this game did originally come out in 94, uh, 96 on the Saturn and PlayStation 1. 
which puts it a full year, even on the Saturn and PlayStation, a year before the very original Gran Turismo, um, and two years, three years before, if you look at the 3DO release. So just to give some context, some context, English speaking, yes, language not my forte. Professional podcasters. This is this is an early 3D racing game. Which you got to so, remember when playing this. It, that kind of makes it more mind-blowing to me. Yeah. How early this game came out. Now, will this game be better than Kyle Petty's racing? Let's find out. What a comparison. <laughs> <laughs> so. There's a pig in the truck. <laughs> go back and listen to our Kyle Petty racing episode. That's a callback. So let's just get into it. This game. We've said that four times already. So let's just get into the, the, the episode. <laughs> we're really trying to give us. We're trying to manufacture more energy because we don't have it. <laughs> we are not eating a Chinese buffet before we record ever again. We really should just stop it. We're, just, we're not eating another Chinese buffet. <laughs> we should. I'm being realistic. I just don't feel well. I think. Oh, man. Every time I laugh, I feel like I'm just one second away from passing out. <laughs> So, I'm just going to share my memories with the game. Okay, it's a good idea. So, I, I mentioned that the Brindle's department store had this kiosk, and I honestly believe they did have a 3DO, because I remember thinking, what is that? Then I saw the price of it, and I walked away. But this game, if I'm not mistaken, is one of the reasons that I wanted a Sega Saturn, because I doubt I got the Sega Saturn at launch, because we didn't, you know, pay $400 for a new system. You mean at launch? Yes. Um... But I remember seeing this game running and just thought it just looked so amazing. I thought, like you were you were driving down the highway and it just <laughs> this sounds ridiculous now, but it looked like a real highway. You know, it's like wow, this looks real, and I just couldn't get it out of my mind. And at some point, I ended up with it for the Sega Saturn, and uh, I just remember sitting on the living room floor with you and Derek uh, playing that two player mode with the traffic. And the thing I remember most is just seeing who could have the coolest Rex and then <laughs> yes. watching the replays. <laughs> yeah. That's you're just giving away my memory, pretty much. Yeah, I would come over and I'd be one of the games we'd almost always play, and the goal was to see who could have the coolest Rex. That's literally how we would play. We want to say whose Rex were twice as cool as the other person's Rex, and it was yeah. a, a sense of uh, accomplishment when you had a really great one. And the other thing, just to back up what you were saying, by today's standards, this game looks a little crude. Mm-hmm. But I remember at the time, this game graphically blowing me away. Because you were driving on what looked like a highway. And I absolutely mm-hmm. loved that part of it. It felt like you were, and there was actual traffic on it. Yeah. And you had to dodge it or you would hit traffic and cause different kinds of wrecks. That's the first time I ever really remember a game really blowing me away with that kind of, uh, you know, time, fun time that could be had with that. Because that yeah. was, you did not see that in other games until then. I don't think. I'd never, I don't think. I'd ever played a racing game that had like civilian traffic. Yeah. And it might sound silly today when you have whole worlds that are filled with real estate cars. But back then it's like, it was almost a revelation. Like, Oh, this is like actually, I mean, we were kids. We didn't have our licenses yet. Right. We were probably what? I mean, maybe 13 or 14 when yeah. we were playing this game, you know, to be able to play on a real road, you know, I don't know. It was almost like a fantasy fulfillment. Type I could thing. read on a third grade reading level. Yeah, that. 14 you could, yeah. yeah. Um, that was just the biggest deal with this game. You could drive down the highway. There was traffic coming at you that you could hit. and you should, you, Okay, let's just say you shouldn't want to hit it, but we always did. Well, we did, yeah. <laughs> on purpose. And, and, and I guess to actually get into what the game really is, there's a few different modes. 
I guess sort of the main single player mode is tournament tournament mode. We're having a great episode. So this, far. <laughs> I, I swear, I'm not eating Chinese again before we record. I feel swimmy. I feel lightheaded. I feel like I just can't speak. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the tournament mode. You're with other, I think, seven other computer vehicles. And then there's a head-to-head mode where you just face off against one computer vehicle. For us, we lie head to lie head mode. <laughs> and then there's a single race mode where you just pick a track and race. Yeah. But the mode we liked the most, whether playing single player or multiplayer, was head-to-head. Yeah. Because you have, like, the full complement of tr- of uh, computer drivers, you don't have the traffic. At least from what I remember. Yeah. And what we experienced today. But if you just do head-to-head, where it's just you and one other person, um, you have traffic and you have cops, which we'll get into. And that's the way we like to play it, because it just felt like you were driving down a country road and and there's traffic going by, and um, <laughs> I'm running out of energy here. <laughs> so let's just say, what do you think about the cops? Let's get into that, because <laughs> the police presence in this, this game. This is the most forced episode we've ever done, and we don't even hate this game. <laughs> no, I, I, I hate. I hate that we feel this way because I've been looking forward to covering this game. Yes, I, I got good memories of this game. This is a game that I really loved when we were growing up. Despite the fact that it was definitely more of a PlayStation series after this. Oh, yeah, for sure. I always equated this game with the Sega Saturn. Because like, it's the first one you played. Yeah, on, in my yeah. mind, it was just a Sega Saturn game. Well, let's get to the cops, like you yeah. said. Okay, I'm going to blow you away with this. Okay. I forgot all about the cops in this game until yeah. uh, we had feedback mentioning it. And then we just played it, and then they were. I forgot all about them until then. Then all that came rushing back to me. Oh yeah, there's cops in this. You can you can literally get a ticket. So the best thing, I hate to burst your bubble. I think it was Andrew that commented. Okay, about the white knuckle experience with the yeah. cops. <laughs> I was trying to get pulled over today. You literally were doing it. You were doing donuts in front of the cop. They are the <laughs> slowest and most forgiving uh, police yeah. officers I've ever seen. Yeah. Um. But the cool part is, in the Sega Saturn version, if you get two tickets, I think it's three tickets in the other version, meaning in a single race, if you get pulled over twice, you actually get taken out of the race and get one of the most amazing video game cutscenes I've ever seen. Yeah, and you get arrested. So this <laughs> actor, dressed like a cop, yeah, speaking an accent that was about as bad as mine from the opening skit, uh-huh. uh, he arrests you and makes some snarky comment. And you get a close-up of, of, I guess, what's supposed to be you. Yeah, you never actually see your face. No, but he's obviously a... It could be one of us, honestly. It's a generic a generic person. Wearing, like, short jean shorts. Yeah. And uh, it's just hilarious. So it's worth getting arrested just for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In real life, too. But yeah, to be honest... <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, the cops really didn't give me much chase today. I don't Let's know just if say, I was wrong. Retro Blist wants you to go out and get arrested just to see what it's like. Exactly. <laughs> But <laughs> this message brought to you by us here at Retro Bliss. I do not approve this message. <laughs> Go do a crime. <laughs> so I don't. The cops. It's, it's a cool thing. I don't remember that ever being in a game before this. Oh, um, that's true. Even though they didn't give much chase, <laughs> right? But just the fact that they were there, honestly, was a major accomplishment to me for a racing game, yeah. and really added to the realism to it. Yeah, because it was real. Even though it was very tough to get a ticket, there was actual consequences. Yeah. To the game. And as far as the... Should we just get into sort of the presentation and graphics? Because I feel like yeah. the traffic and track layout goes with that. I think so. I'm <clears throat> so just graphically, the thing that impressed me most was the traffic and also just the... This again sounds silly by today's standards, but the tracks 
They had rolling hills. There's, you know, tunnels and bridges. It just felt like this could be a real road to drive down. Yeah, literally one of the tracks, uh, at one point you're in a snowy area, then you, and another, another point of the same track, you go underneath a bridge that's also a bar, like one of those barn like bridges. Yeah. And then it comes out into a little neighborhood. This is all on one track. So this is, I'm like, this is amazing. Yeah. And a lot of, and I was telling you, a lot of the new, newer race, racing games here lately seem to forget about how cool it was just to drive down a road and just see everything. Yeah, I'm, I might be in the minority here. I mean, clearly we are. We're doing a podcast about out of date games. And we see how many people download us. Yeah. So, <laughs> had to get real again. Um, what was I saying? I oh, yes, track design. I think it's a lost art. I think my brother Derek was kind of commenting on that on our yeah. Facebook page. Um, it's, I miss the, when there used to actually be tracks with a beginning and an end. Now, I'm kind of tired of the open world driving. Yeah, don't get extent. me wrong. Like, I'll bring up a newer one, like Forza Horizon 3. I'll bring it up. Which you've been trying to get me to get for six months. It's now. an amazing game, honestly. Oh, I yeah. love it. But it's an open world game. Yeah. There are races, but you can literally drive to them and stuff. And it's cool. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. And I like that it's actual highways. It's probably the closest to what we would want nowadays. Yeah. But still, there's just something about a game where you can unlock more tracks mm-hmm. and you're just discovering new parts of the track. And this, I don't think there's any real shortcuts on these tracks, right? No, these are very linear tracks. Yeah, but despite that, these, I felt, were still laid out really well. Yeah, they and that's, were. And that's saying something for how simple they kind of are. I mean, yeah. usually I would hate something like that. Just like, let's just say like one's just like a, there's a, a track that you put a code in and you unlock it. Mm-hmm. And it's literally just an oval. Yeah. But it's so well done that it's kind of really interesting to race on. Yeah, the, I guess we could mention the, there's sort of a, a set of tracks in the game that are lap tracks, like um, the circular. Yeah. And you do laps. I like the ones that are segment racing more. Yeah, so same it's, area, it's yeah. like, uh, for example, the coastline. A point-to-point race. Point-to-point race. Yeah. But it's still a track. It's not, you know, open world, which they couldn't really do that back then anyways. But yeah. <clears throat> there's coastline. There's one that's uh, alpine, like with trees and mountains. The city one, which the city one, the very first track you play in the tournament, the very first track in the city is actually super boring. Yeah. It almost gave me a bad impression thinking, man, maybe I remember this game wrong. But they're just trying to break you in easy. It's super, it's almost a straight track. Um, and it's super simple, but then it gets more interesting. Oh, yeah, for sure. So basically, you have three tracks, like short tracks in each area. You got the city, the coastline, the alpine, um, um, a snowy mountain area, a couple, a few different ones. And I mean, that's pretty much all there is to it. It's not a deep game. But I think the graphically, uh, the real value is just that for its time, it felt like you're driving down a real highway. And something we hadn't even brought up, which is probably a pinnacle of these games, especially at that time before Gran Turismo, these are real cars. Oh, yeah. We should mention that. So the first part of the title is Road and Track Presents. That was a really, I don't even know if it's still around now, but I remember back then, I remember this magazine. Yeah. And I don't even, just full disclosure, I'm not a humongous car guy. Yeah. I like some cars, but like I couldn't tell you anything about what's under the hood of any of them. Yeah. But I know when a car looks cool to me. Like the Ford Fiesta and the, yeah. the Pinto. Yeah. I, I had a Ford Tempo myself, and that thing oh, yeah. was amazing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, road track. Yeah. They they basically were struggling here. We're, I'm just trying to keep us on track. Road and track was consulted for this game to make realistic engine noises and just to add realism to the game because EA wanted to um, 
to make a more, which is funny because Need for Speed has never really been considered a realistic racing series since then. Right. But at the time, they wanted to make it realistic, so they uh, they got with Road and Track to add realism to the cars. And these are actual car models. Um, you got your sort of almost everyman kind of sports cars like the Toyota Supra and the Mazda RX-7. Yeah. But then you've also got Lamborghinis and Corvettes and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it kind of runs the, the gamut of different uh, price points of cars, I guess I you guess would say. I guess people who are car car nuts would probably want us to go into detail about the cars. But it's not going to happen. But I just always, <laughs> here's how I always pick the car in this game. Does it look cool? And what does the horsepower say it is? Because yeah. <laughs> I assumed I would have a better chance of winning. Yeah. Which is ridiculous, but you know. That's what I always used to go by. So, yeah, I think the the car models are really crude by today's standards. But you can tell what they are. And the inside view, although it's just, um, it's actually a 2D digitized graphic, I think. Yeah. But it looks pretty good. You got the inside view. Then you also have outside views zoomed out, you know. Um, graphically, it's aged. It has really aged. Like yeah. most 3D games have. When we did a PlayStation game, that was one of the things we were saying. Like, when you get into this era of CD-ROM-based games, mm-hmm. they really wanted to push this 3D element that they could do, more realism. Yeah. And the thing with that is, that shows way more age than any of your 2D platform oh, yeah. ever will. And it really shows on there, honestly. If we're going to be oh, upfront yeah. about it, it definitely seems really archaic now. The shame, and not to get on too much of a tangent, but the shame is the Sega Saturn was an amazing powerhouse for 2D game 2D games but Sega made it sort of right as 3D gaming was coming into being and everybody including Sega themselves tried to shoehorn 3D graphics onto the Sega Saturn yeah when really it should have been like a Genesis 2.0 yeah so you got the, the fact of the matter is this game is probably about as good as it gets gets as far as 3D graphics on the Saturn now let's, but it's not aged that well right but and also in all fairness they put a lot into these tracks. Oh, yeah. I mean, literally, like that one I was telling you, where you go through a barn bridge, a bridge barn? What do you yeah. call it? <laughs> you know, covered something bridge? You, something you see like in a novel. Yeah. You know, something you would see in a novel. Yeah, I've never been under a real covered bridge. <laughs> yeah. And literally, and then they're like you're driving under a, underneath a waterfall, yeah. and then you'll see a waterfall on the other side. Mm-hmm. I mean, that stuff like that was really, really captivating to me. Oh, yeah. And now it looked really crude. Again, yeah. by today's standards. But I was still marveling at the fact that they even put that in there. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you think about it, for the time it was released on the Sega Saturn, um, and you can say the same about, about, about the PlayStation version, it's kind of amazing you'd be on a track with another human driver in split screen and have cars coming at you and have these background details. I mean, for its time, I can't think of another racing game that did that. And really... I don't know. I think it was a long time after that before it became a normal thing for for tracks to feel so lived in and alive. Yeah. But yeah. So yeah, just to move on from graphics though, by today's standards, it's extremely crude. If you weren't alive during that time and didn't play it during that time, it's going to be hard to appreciate the graphics, I would say. That's probably a good way to put it. But I still appreciated them, but again, I have that memory of first playing this yeah. game back when it came out. And so. it's certainly not unplayable graphically. The graphics don't No, no, you can still play this game. The one thing I will say that does hold it back graphically as far as actually being fun is the frame rate. Oh yeah. yeah. They just probably couldn't do any better at the time, but it's the need, despite the title, I needed more speed. 
that even the fast cars did not feel that fast because of the frame rate. Yeah, let's let's get into that real quick. There's a code you can put in. It will unlock a track and unlock a new car. It's, uh, if you go to the tournament mode in single player, go to the passcode screen, T-S-Y-B-N-S. Okay. And you unlock what Johnny's about to tell you. So, I don't remember the name of this car. It was not a real car. It was a concept car. The Warrior. The Warrior. And it's the fastest car in the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's super quick. I assume. <laughs> yeah. Judging by what the speedometer told me. Because that sense of speed just isn't there. It felt... Driving at the speed felt the same for any car to me that you were driving. Especially if you didn't have other cars in it. If it's just you and traffic. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to tell, really, if I was going super fast or not. And I will say, that is a, a little hindrance to it. Need for Speed has since gotten way better to that. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know, the games after that, literally, they really do get that sense of speed going down really well. But this one just, you know, it's just, it doesn't do it. But in all fairness, it's the very first one. It's a side effect of being an early 3D racing game. It had to start somewhere. But do you remember, speaking of that Kyle Petty racing game, it was like three frames per second, it felt oh, like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah. that. Yeah. This was better than that. I honestly don't know, but it did kind of feel like maybe I would be surprised if it was over 15 frames a second. I mean, yeah, you could definitely, it definitely got choppy. Yeah. Maybe 15 with bumps up to 20 or so. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so that does hold it back a little bit. But I will say, in all fairness, you can see why Neighbor Speed became such a good series just Mm -hmm. from this. Like it really laid the groundwork pretty well. Yeah. It really did. And uh, I'll be honest. All the Need for Speed games that I enjoyed later were the ones that sort of copied this formula. The ones that kind of went all over the place with open world stuff I just never cared about. So let's, uh, you want to move on to to the actual gameplay, which we've pretty much already covered. We've already covered that. Is there anything else you want to say about it? Um, what are the different modes real quick? Let's just go over those. Yeah, the tournament mode is where you're racing with other drivers going through the different tracks. Um, single race just lets you pick a single track and race. Head-to-head is where you face off against a computer, and there's cops and traffic on the track. That's the best mode to me. And there's time trial mode, which is just you on a track with uh, the traffic and everything. And then for two-player, you can do the single race mode with the computer vehicles, or you can do the head-to-head with the traffic. Yeah. So, and that's where we spent most of our time, that head-to-head mode, two-player. Um, which, to be honest, the frame rate probably gets even a little worse with the split <laughs> yeah. screen. Yeah. But, but in all fairness, know, it's still playable. It is very it's not, playable, it's, yeah. It's not to the point where I just have to stop. Right. <laughs> like, I would even say, hey, let's play. I even wanted to try the other tracks just to remember them again. So. Yeah. And, yeah, there's a lot of good tracks in here. Um, I guess we can move to the sound and the music, which might be a more negative category in some ways. Let's just get the music out of the way. It's terrible. Yeah. The music is, is bad. It's very, very, very generic. And it's probably even worse than generic rock. I did not... Remember the music in this game, but I didn't remember it being this bad. It was it it's, was just awful. It's just really bad generic rock background music. It's as bad as an idea of going to eat a Chinese buffet before recording yes. a podcast. It's just as bad as that. Here's the thing, though. Unlike us who couldn't say no and put the stupid fork down, <laughs> in this game you can turn the music all the way down and turn yeah. the, the sound effects up. That's true. You got, so, you got that over us. And like you said before, EA went out of their way to want this game to sound realistic. Oh, yeah. And the, for the time, the cars, the screeching tires, the crunching wrecks do, does sound pretty good Yeah, for the time. For the time. That's the key here. It's a little grading now in some ways. Compared to <laughs> compared to racers we have now, it sounds very, just like the graphics are archaic. Really. Yeah. But you can see, 
I think they really helped usher in the new, the new, yeah, uh, real, realistic sounding cars and racing games. Well, I mean, what other racing game in '94 for the original release had crunching metal sounds when you flipped? Yeah, I mean, or would even let you flip? Do we I'm mention looking that? At you, yeah, I'm looking at you, Gran Turismo. That's true. <laughs> Gran Turismo came out later and was sort of held up as the pinnacle of simulation racers. And I remember, like, I don't want to give away a review because we'll, I'm assuming we'll cover that game at some point. But that's a game that I. <laughs> I had very harsh feelings towards because I had all these cool cars and I couldn't wreck a single one. Yeah. <laughs> we just wanted to wreck the cars. Yeah. And this game, you can actually flip your car all the way over. Yeah. That's cool. You can have rolling wrecks. You can roll your car down. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's my review of the sound and music. The music is terrible, <laughs> but you can turn it off. Yeah. And the sound effects are, are pretty, pretty are pa- good. Are passable. They're passable. Yeah. Excellent I would say the time. I passable would say, now. Yeah. I would say at the time they were amazing. Now I'd say they're probably just a little yeah. above average. And with that being said, um, I really want to force you to go with a review first. That's just because I don't know what to give it. Okay. This whole time I've been trying to think what I want to give this game. This is tough. It doesn't... I don't feel it holds up very well. But I have such great memories of this game. Playing with you and Derek. Trying to get the best wrecks. So, a nostalgia is kind of trying to eke its way into my Mm -hmm. feelings for this game. I still really like it. I would go back and play it again, which is going to knock it to at least a five because I would go back and play it again and have a fun and have fun. We still had fun doing it today. I mean, oh, it was yeah. a fun. It's a fun game. It really is. Oh, and yeah. at the end of the day, that's what a game should be. No mm-hmm. matter what it looks like, is this game fun? I would say this game is still fun. Oh yeah. I got to give it above a five graphically. I remember at the time it looked great. Today it's really, it's very rough. But I don't know if I want to hold it against it. It looks much better than Kyle Petty's racing. I guess where, I, where it affects my review score is do the graphics hurt the way it plays today? And I don't think it uh, does. No. Nah. To me. The frame rate is slow. The music is just horrendous. Turn the music off. Yeah. Let the, the, the sounds of the cars are much, much better than the music. It's not even close. The music's got to go. Though I will say, you need to watch the whole little opening intro. <laughs> Enjoy that music. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, what do I want to give this game? Above a five, I can't go above a seven. The other thing we've got to remember, we just came out of LJN month. So this is a <laughs> this is just like fresh air being breathed into us. We wanted to pick a good game yeah. out of LJN month, because that was rough. Yeah. This is much better than any of those. Head and shoulders above those. <laughs> I'm gonna give this a six and a half. Okay. I feel very good about that score. I was getting close to a seven. But I think it's just nostalgia. I'm trying to be honest how this feels today, playing it today. It's still fun. I would still, I mean, I want to ask you when you get done with yours, how much this game's going yeah. for. And I'm going to let you know if I would pay that much for it. But it's probably going to be a yes if it's not too expensive. Well, so I was really curious if you would fall way under or below what I was thinking. But uh, the number I had in my head, which I'll give away here in a moment after a little intrigue. <laughs> you pretty much, yeah, you didn't change my mind. I think I feel pretty good about what I was thinking. Um I pretty much agree with everything you say. I think this is one of those games that we have to be fair. The whole goal of our podcast is just to rekindle the love for these games. But also, we're not just collectors looking at these games on the shelf. We're playing them. Yeah. So is it still fun today in this current year? And I think the answer for this game is yes. But to be fair, racing games have improved since then. 3D racing games. Yeah. Um, I would take this exact game with these tracks and these cars and this overall gameplay, but tighten it up, 
you know, with um, maybe a little tighter controls, up that frame rate, and, you know, bring in some less grainy graphics, and I would still play it today. But to be fair, the frame rate holds it back. The, um, it's aged. Not totally poorly, but it's aged. 6.75 was the number I had in my head all along, because I feel like, I mean, it was, this was an excellent game when it came out, but I don't feel like it's quite a 7 by today's standards. But I do feel like it's still well above average, because we consider a 5 average. So I'm going to say 6.75, and I think it's worth checking out. And with that being said, uh, about 15 to 20 bucks for the Saturn version. It's probably worth that, yeah. I would say. It's definitely worth that, and I guess we can go ahead and say this actually is the first game in a month that's RetroBliss approved. That's unanimously RetroBliss yeah. approved. Yeah. So, so hey, I've enjoyed the last two games, so good for me, but this is definitely a step <laughs> back in the right direction. We actually crossed the mediocre and average barrier. Yeah, yeah we did it. And we're gotten to good we games. We did it. Yeah. So and, I, and another thing to remember, this is, in my opinion, the golden age of EA, of electronic yeah. arts. They kind of started with their sports games for the for your Sega Genesis and for your Super Nintendos. Yeah. And then they went to this and then the PlayStation they had some pretty good ones. Yeah. And I that to me is the golden age of EA. I yeah. mean obviously they still put out a couple of games that I like now, but you know, they're few and far in between. Yeah. See I think I think it bodes well for this game that a racing game that's twenty couple years old and it's one of the early examples of 3D racing, it's still fun today. Yeah. I mean, it got a pretty decent review from us. I think that says volumes for how good it was at the time. Yeah. So. Yeah, for sure. So thank you, Need for Speed, for providing the memories. Yeah. <laughs> That's the first time I've ever thanked anybody. Yep. And, th- <laughs> and speaking of thanklessness. Yeah. Let's uh, play a commercial. Yeah, that we won't get any money for. Let's go. Welcome to the theater of the eye. 500,000 polygons a second. (laughs) 16 million colors. Wreak some havoc in your head. Well, what do you know? You know, Johnny, I feel like this food is just really starting to to digest i'm feeling a little bit of energy again i think it's time we uh we give the fans what they've been waiting for for us to say we're done and quitting <laughs> all right let's just do the bliss quiz okay bliss quiz you didn't even bliss know. quiz roll that music chris You gotta get first. Alright, I'll go first. Let's get this sham of an episode over with. <laughs> yeah, this, is, so, this is what we're gonna look back on and be like, should I be proud of this one? And the answer's gonna be <laughs> <laughs> So, for my first Bliss quiz, uh question, I went with a speed related thing. Um <laughs> which is faster? The twenty seventeen Ford GT, which is uh, a four hundred and fifty thousand dollar supercar from Ford. A peregrine falcon. I didn't say that right. This is a bird. A peregrine falcon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or us after a Chinese buffet. Which is faster. Well, the last one, we're the slowest. It's not yeah. even close. Between a car and a bird, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with a car. 
Yep, so us after Chinese buffet is like negative a million. Yeah. Uh, the Peregrine Falcon, amazingly, can go up to 200 miles per hour in a dive, which is amazing. But the Ford GT can go about 216 miles an hour. Oh, wow. All right. So, good Trevor, job. Your number one question on this blessed quiz. Yep. I went to the very popular movie website, IMDb. Okay. Now, I don't know if you remember this, but about two to three years ago, uh-huh. there actually was a Need for Speed movie. And that movie was starring Mr. Aaron Paul from Breaking Bad fame. Trevor's doing something. I don't know what he's doing. He walked away from it. <laughs> Trevor just decided he was done with Retro Plus and just walked out. And it's his own house we're recording it. <laughs> so anyway, you remember this movie, right? I never actually saw it, but I remember it. Ah, uh, yeah. I kind of remember notorious things about it. Yeah. So I'm going to read you the synopsis. Okay. And then you're going to give me what you think. Everybody reviewed this game as what its IMDb score is. The movie Need for Speed. The movie Need for Speed from 2014. Rated PG-13. It's an action crime thriller. Fresh from prison, a street racer who is framed by a wealthy business associate joins a cross-country race with revenge in mind. His ex-partner, learning of the plan, places a massive bounty on his head as the race begins. 144,000 people have reviewed this, this movie. What... Is the IMDb score out of 10. I remember the reviews being pretty terrible. I almost forgot it happened, to be honest. When I think about video game movies, they're almost all terrible. I was actually excited for this because A, it's Need for Speed, and B, it's Aaron Paul. Yeah. Two things I like, but, but then they just. Then I never watched it, so. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll say I've never seen it. I'm going to say 4.2. Six and a half. Really? Yeah. That's not bad. The meta score is much lower, though. Meta yeah. score is 39. Well, that means people must... It must not be as bad as I thought. It made me kind of want to watch it. <laughs> huh. Well, that's interesting. So, I'm not proud of this question. <laughs> I did... I looked for speed-related, car-related jokes. And this is the best I could do. Don't <laughs> So, I'm not going to give you any choices. You just have to give me the punchline. And here's how it's going to work. All right. If you're close to the punchline, I'm going to give you the question. Or if I just like yours better, I'm going to give you the question. Okay. Uh... So, why do chicken coops only have two doors? Why do chicken coops only have two doors? Because if they had four, they'd be chicken sedans. I think you've heard that one before. Is that what it is? That's exactly <laughs> okay. it. Yeah. <laughs> yep, that was terrible. I just put it together because it's it's cars. Coops, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right, Trevor. Now, as you may know about my past life, <laughs> I have worked at a used car. Oh, yeah. At a used car lot before. That was a great job. It was... It was an interesting experience. <laughs> I met all kinds of people. Yeah. Now, with that being said, Trevor, I'm going to name three used cars in this area, which is the Hickory slash Morganton, North Carolina area. Oh, wow. You got local. I went local just to, just to help you out with this. Okay. I'm going to name three different cars. I'm going to give you a little bit about each one. You're going to tell me which one is the most expensive. Okay. Now, remember, this is used car lots. They're not on the same lot. They're different lots. I could use a car, so this might be good information. All right, here you go. <coughs> I'm sure that sounded great. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. To a 2004 Honda Civic EX four-door sedan with 186K miles on it. That's All right, I've got a figure one. in my head for that one. Okay. B is a 2003 a BMW 3 Series 325i four-door sedan. Do you have any mileage or anything? I could never find it on 2003. that 2003? Yeah. 
and C, a 2001 Chrysler Town and Country limited mm. four-door extended minivan with 225k miles. Oh my goodness. Which one of these is the most expensive? These are all winners. I'm sure you're going to want one of these for your other car. <laughs> right, here's what I'm thinking. Honda Civics, for whatever reason, really hold their value. They really do, yeah. BMWs, I think you can get an older BMW pretty cheap, even though you would think that would be the most expensive. The town and country, what year was that? 2001. Gosh, so they're all around the same. Yeah. I want to say the Civic is the most expensive. That's what you would think. Oh. Because, like you said, Honda Civics really do hold their value very well. Honda cars in general do. Yeah. Uh, that one was $4,850. Okay. The BMW was $3,999. The van? The van. With 285,000 miles? was $5,995. There's no way it's worth that. Well, I already knew it was going to be expensive because it was at the car lot I used to work at. <laughs> hey, free advertisement. <laughs> I'm never going to say the name. Okay. The people were cool there. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, I got up a couple minutes ago, as you pointed out. But don't worry, this isn't really the dice game. Okay. I'm just going to ask you a question. And, well, here's the question. Oh, when you said you got up, I thought you, meant you just woke up. Oh, no. <laughs> Which I said we were in food comas, and it's probably true. So, how many Need for Speed games have there been in total? Now, I'm not counting, like, if there was a version for the PlayStation and the Xbox, that just counts as one. Okay. So, actual different releases. Uh, up through today, how many have there been? Okay. And you're going to roll the dice, and whatever number you get, that's how, that's your leeway, basically. So, if you get a five, you have to be within five. Okay, I got you. If you get a one, you're going to have a rough time. All right, here we go. Roll it. Four. Okay, so I got you to be within four to get okay. it right. This goes all the way back from 1994 with Road and Track Presents. I know there's been a bunch, because I played quite a few of them myself. I'll let you know they've released them. I think there might have even been one this year. I know it's recent. I know there's one coming out that's not out. I'm not counting the one that's not out. I'll tell you that. Uh, Man. Do you remember playing Most Wanted? I don't remember which system it was on, but I really liked that one a lot. Yeah, that was a good one. That's one I really liked. Um, I know it's a double-digit number, at least. It's got to be. Because this is almost like uh, a sports game now where there's one one every year, it feels like. There for a while, especially. Yeah. I'm going to go with 15. Ah, oh, you were close. It's 23. Oh, man. So you're not within four. Oh, man. Well, 23? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's, I can't remember them all, but it's, there's some I've not even heard of. But yeah. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. I mean, unlike this episode and our guiding <laughs> habits, <laughs> it's pretty impressive. This is going to be the episode where people are like, they really phoned this in. Now, my Trevor, my, my Trevor. <laughs> Oh, wow. I was already cutting you off. I forgot you had a question left. Yes, my Johnny. <laughs> my last question. Okay. All right. It's a toughie. I will be judging you harshly for this. Okay. Just as I judge. I'm used your, to that. Just as I judge everyone harshly who even decides to listen to us out of pity. Mm-hmm. Trevor, question number three. The toughest question I've ever asked you. Ever. What's the best car to take to a buffet? <laughs> oh. I'm keep in mind. Comfort is an issue, because afterwards, we're not going to be feeling great. <laughs> Best car to take to a buffet. Yeah. I'm going to say a fully loaded minivan with extra plush seats that lean all the way back. <laughs> <laughs> You're really close. I would take the minivan, but there would have to be somebody there to assist us to get into it. A minivan with a chauffeur. <laughs> okay, there you go. All right, all right. that works. All right, Yay. <laughs> Well, we made it. Oh, I'm 
I'm full, not Will. Full disclosure, we got another show to record after this. Yeah. We're going to do poorly. <laughs> yeah. Right. With that being said, that's been Need for Speed for the Sega Saturn. Yeah. Thanks for making it through this dreck. <laughs> we really do apologize. I don't know. I just feel off. Yeah. Maybe it'll be okay once we hear it. That's 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 <laughs> that's that's what our new review should be. Yeah. Maybe it'll be okay once I listen again. <laughs> that should be what everybody reviews when they review us on iTunes. I think give us five reviews because maybe it'll be better the next time. <laughs> I challenge you to go give the worst review for us, but give us five stars. That's a good challenge. Yeah. I want to go back and review us. Just like these guys are just so mediocre. Five stars. <laughs>